This episode of the Ministry of Misfits podcast and this awesome shirt are brought to you by a Courageous Clothing Company. Courageous Clothing Company is a Christian family-owned business that specializes in custom designs that they create as well as bulk screen printing of your custom designs as well. When you buy from Courageous Clothing Company, you're not just buying an awesome shirt. You also are helping spread the gospel across the world through the missions that they support, such as this here with Ministry Misfits, as well as with their own designs that have Christian-themed messages sharing the gospel in an awesome and relevant way, or as we say within CSRM and Ministry Misfits, strategically relevant evangelism. Check out their entire line at CourageousClothingCompany.com. All right. Well, hey, I grew up in uh, Canton, Ohio, uh, born and raised here, uh, high school here in the area, Glen Oak, went off to the University of Akron, definitely had plans to uh, you know, major in business. Uh, that's where I, I met uh, uh, the lady I would marry and uh, subsequently had four kids. But uh, early on, I uh, was a business major, a marketing guy and uh, came out, went into corporate America, really enjoyed uh, that side of things, of course, when I went off to college, uh, even though I was raised in a in a home that we went to church every uh, every week and uh, we didn't miss. And uh, that was something mom and dad really instilled in me. Um, faith was very, very important in our family, but it wasn't something we talked a lot about outside of Sunday. Uh, often, you know, uh, it was a quiet ride to or from church and I was ready to put on NFL football or whatever was on, uh, you know, when I got home. So it, it wasn't a lot of talk of faith. We did pray, you know, uh, over meals and certainly faith was highly important. Um, I give a lot of credit to my mother uh, for that. Uh, my dad was solid, you know, uh, certainly a faithful man. Uh, but my mom was really the one who uh, led the charge on making sure we kept uh, our faith in Christ as uh, the very top uh, in our in our foundation and growing up and so but after you know you go off to college you kind of uh slide back from your faith maybe a little bit never certainly gave up the faith but it's actually kind of when it became my own uh in college and then after college as as i'm out on my own in corporate america you begin to see how important those underpinnings and those foundations are and so um yeah, at one point, though, I, uh, I was busy working, uh, trying to earn a living, trying to climb the corporate ladder, goals of being vice president by the age of 30 in a, in a company. And uh, the Lord just got a hold of me. And a long story short, I felt really felt led and called into to ministry. And I didn't know what that looked like. Uh, but I ended up starting, I spent 10 years on staff uh, at the church I grew up in at First Christian in Canton. And I was originally director of communications and then in a later season was the executive pastor. So, um, you know, I always have had this wrestling match between, you know, vocational faith-based employment and work and career and business and marketing and the marketplace. And so marketplace ministry really is kind of my sweet spot.
Everybody, welcome back to Mr. Misfits Podcast. Andrew and Brandon are here again. Today is the last day of our week of giving. So if you still want to give to us, Antiqua, you can go to our Buy Me a Coffee. You can go to our Cash App. 50% of that is going back to Tikva. That ends today. But our Tikva shirts are going to stay on the store. That is right. So again, for anybody that's not familiar with Tikva, they are in more or less an after-school program focused on first grade up to high school. And Andrew and I have both worked with them. I still currently volunteer. So they provide meals for the students, help with homework, uh, very God-focused too. So just finding their purpose in being a child of God and, and within his family. And again, just being a support in the community for having a home and people that care and love about them. So that'd be great if you'd like to participate. Again, 50%. Uh, the proceeds will go towards Tikva, and then for the T-shirts, I think it's seventy percent. Seventy percent of the profits, be, yeah. Where you can buy one of the shirts, and then also our Ministry Misfits shop is also up and available too. So you can get any of the cool shirts like this. We've got hoodies. I've got a beanie on the way for myself. That's right, and I, I'm pretty sure we finally have the shipping thing figured out. Perfect. I think. <laughs> you know that you know how that goes and that, that is math so we all know how that's going to go but today we are not talking tikva no we are going to hear from tikva in the future we also are going to hear we've got some exciting things coming up with the the documentary that we were teasing on facebook a little bit ago we've got some exciting news coming up about that as well those are in the future those are in the next few weeks the rest of this year but today we are talking not nearly as controversial, I would think, as the past few weeks. Yeah, hopefully not here. However, <laughs> we all know that that may not actually be the case. I think everything's controversial now. That's true. And especially when I'm, you know, everybody assumes I'm here for the controversy, which is only half true half the time. So we are here, though, to talk brew pastors, and we are here with Pastor Joe from Brew Pastors, you are the founder. We heard a little bit about your story. Um, we've actually already heard a little bit about your story back in episodes like 9 and 10, long before, this is way BBC, this is way pre-Brandon. Yeah, before I was born. With, with Dan Stofer talking about some of the stuff going on at First Christian, um, what, during his, in Dan's story. Um, Joe was actually a part of that as well as part of the the interim team there at First Christian, but he is here today to talk about this ministry that he has started. Um, Brandon is a part of, um, and we we it's it's not one that I think we've really heard before, and so he definitely is going fits that misfit moniker mm -hmm. a little bit here. So Joe, welcome on to Ministry Misfits. Hey, great to be here, Andrew. Good to see you, Brandon. You too, Joe. So yeah, it's been great. I, I got to meet Joe um, almost a year and a half ago. I think it was fall of 2020 during the pandemic and joined a Bible study with Joe uh, called Beer and Bible. So, so again, something a little bit more unique and uh, sometimes seems like an oxymoron at times, but that's how Joe and I started to become friends. And, and then now he's slowly birthed a nonprofit called Brew Pastors. So Joe, why don't you tell us a little bit about Brew Pastors and who it is and what you guys do? Yes. Yeah, so our, uh, quite simply, if you don't get anything else uh, today, uh, our, our tagline is kind of love God, love people, right? And enjoy beer. So we kind of threw that last one on there. Uh, and we don't love beer, you know, we like it a lot, but we just enjoy it. And, uh, but we love God with all our heart, soul, mind and strength. And we love, uh, love others, right? Our neighbors. And, uh, 
So that's kind of who we are in essence. But uh, our, our mission really is to remove the barriers that keep people from having those conversations that they need most, really those life-changing conversations. And as you know, conversations look different. Um, everybody's got a story. You know, everybody's going through something. And if they're not, they will be, or they know somebody who is. And so our whole deal is to go where the people are. And in particular for us, it's the craft beer community. And often that's a, a local craft brewery. And so we're breaking those barriers that keep people from having those, those conversations. And I can talk a little bit more about how that came to be. But, and then our vision, really our bigger vision, is to uh, plant a brew pastor who builds out a team then in all these breweries across the country. There's over 8,500, close to 9,000 breweries now in the U.S. It's crazy. It's just skyrocketed even through the pandemic. And the vision then is to get to know and become friends with and connect with those owners and the staff and the patrons really of the local craft breweries so that eventually, you know, they not only see and hear the tangible good news of Jesus, but they become disciples. And then we see the church kind of emerge from that in a fresh expression of the church. Yeah, and that's one of the things I love is I think we've talked about it, at least personally or in our smaller circles where Unfortunately, I'll say my generation is not always going to church or stepping into a building. So you've found a need and I guess a passion for, again, you enjoy beer and you, but you love God more. So how do we make these two things meet and where do we meet people with where they're at? And I know we've talked to where people are a little bit more open to having a conversation over a drink sometimes of they'll share life or talk about sports so why can't we incorporate and see here's Joe as a person and find out about you and then see where we can have that appropriate conversation about Christ too? It really is all about conversations. And I talk about that, but you know, uh, when I, I, it's part of this story is that this was being birthed out of a very challenging and difficult time in my own life. And over about 18 month period, uh, I, I lost both of my parents, my marriage, my job and my dog. I mean, you know, it was kind of like a country song, right? And I can smile and laugh about it a little bit now, but it was an extremely painful time of my life. And I found myself having good conversations with people in a lot of different places, right? Sometimes in a house, sometimes at a coffee shop, but also in breweries. And so at one point, I just started doing some very informal focus groups. And I just started asking people, hey, when you're going through tough times, you know, uh, are you more apt to show up? say at a local church on a Sunday morning, uh, maybe try to find that pastor and talk with him on the spot or, or set an appointment. I said, or I said, if you had an option to just sit, you know, here or in your favorite watering hole, have a conversation. And at the time I just used the, the word pastor. I said, if you could meet with somebody and meet with a pastor and, and kind of process life and, and enjoy your favorite beverage, and, and it was a landslide, right? And it's a little skewed because I'm in that location, but I don't know these people at all. I don't know where they're at in their faith journey. I don't know if they go to church or not, you know, that type of a thing. And so that's kind of a little bit of where that sprung from. Yeah, so let's talk about the, the tangible side, which you kind of alluded to as far as like the responsibility as a brew pastor. Um, so talk about maybe yourself specifically of the community I know you've got one at a plaza um, and that what that looks like as far as relationship building, because it's not just 
you sitting there on a bar still waiting for somebody to come to it. You're really <laughs> going out and building these relationships, what I've loved, which is what I've loved to see. So talk a little bit more about what the tangible side of a brew pastor looks like. Yeah. So uh, initially we just simply asked people to consider being, a, and by the way, a brew pastor is not have to be a, you know, a member of the clergy, right? The local church, um, or, you know, have gone to Bible college or seminary. Have you certainly have you, tra- have you trademarked the, uh, the name yet? We're in the process of trademarking it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and that, you know, that's the, we don't, we're, we're trying to be really good ambassadors for Christ. Right. And so we just don't want somebody to hijack it and do something, right. something we wouldn't, wouldn't want to see happen, uh, to, to the Lord's name. But, uh, Anyway, um, yeah, and so with the conversations um, part of it and the relationships, you know, we, we, it, they don't have to be a pastor. So we have plenty of people uh, that are on the team. I think we're up to 18 now, um, but we're going to need thousands, right, all across the country. It's a big vision. And a big part of it is providing encouragement, so connecting with people. So the tangible side of it sometimes is just being having a listening ear, having a good conversation. Uh, with a person uh, and no expectation. It's very much the long game, you know, guys. It's it's a very slow process. It's there's not a hey, we got to hurry up and get to, you know, opening the Bible or sharing the gospel. We want to build relationships first. Uh, we want to earn that right to be able to have the conversations, like I said, when they need it most. And so uh, that's happening. That's happening. And one of the things that we're tracking is conversations. And I think it was last month we had 191 conversations with people, different, all different kinds of conversations, right? Um, some of them were very short and very casual in nature. Um, other conversations were more meaningful, and you were digging into more of life and faith and family. And then some were spiritual in nature, where we had the opportunity to share our stories or um, talk about, you know, their journey and what, you know, what their take is on faith or Jesus or the church. Yeah, you you know you're really talking our language without realizing you're talking our language. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff is the stuff that we've talked about multiple other areas, but this idea of you know the relationship building. You know, you're we're talking the the five Bs, the evangelistic disciple making of that that belong before belief. You know. Mm-hmm. You're right. talking long, long haul. Four to seven years is typically what we talk about within a church setting, sports ministry setting. But you know, it's the same thing here. Of when we when we don't rush it and allow the chance for God just to work on the individual as the individual, the results are are much much healthier results. You know, we 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 don't want to rush into any of this. But you know, one one of the other things I I, I want to ask you about here is this idea of, you know, you're talking about this massive vision because, you know, microbreweries, breweries, all this stuff, this seems to be, obviously this is an ancient practice. This is not, this is nothing new, but it seems like at least in this area of Ohio that there are every other month, there seems to be a new brewery that has opened up. Is this something where you're you're looking at this as, hey, we've got this massive market that's about to open up, or is this just a God's? This is where you know God God found me in a dark time and is and I need to be able to be there for other people. You know, is is it more of a 
you know, the word we use of the holy discontent of these are my people and this is where I need to go? Or is it much more of a strategic relevance type of thing of, hey, you know, this is working locally and this is great, but we have this massive market and massive outreach opportunity here. You know, is it a combination of both? Is it a, you know, one more than the other? Where, where's, where are you hoping to take this? Sure, sure. No, I would say it's definitely a combination of all of those things. Um, and that's how God tends to work best in my life, um, when everything kind of merges and comes together. And, and it just kind of reveals, you know, the, the what the future might look like. Um, and so, yeah, it was partly my own story, but my story is so many other people's story, right? And they look, everybody's story looks different. Uh, at the same time, so it's no secret, right? Church attendance, uh, for the last decade plus has been on a slide and then COVID just accelerated that to a huge extent. And so uh, at the same time you have, uh, so church attendance at the lowest point in history for the United States, and then you've got the highest point of craft breweries being built and uh, people are gathering there. And then often I would say a microbrewery often looks more like a micro church. I mean, they're already doing community. They're already connecting. They're already out there making a difference and funding different nonprofits or taking care of people that they've come to know, patrons who might be dealing with something like uh, needing a cancer fund to raise money to help the family. So um, we are just trying to be intentional and, and introduce you know, faith and, 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 and Christ there and be able to be an encouragement uh, to those people so it's really a blend of all that. Um, 75% of all adults in the United States that are 21 and up live within um, about a five mile or 10 mile radius of a local brewery now mm -hmm. as we approach almost 9,000 breweries. So a lot less breweries than churches, obviously. Um, but, you know, this isn't about, hey, stop going to church uh, on a Sunday. This is about, we're, we're really more like a missionary sending agency, right? So we want to equip people to go out and live on mission specific to the craft beer community. Which that actually was my next question here before we, we have to take a break. You know, part of what we we've talked about, you know, the, this, the American model of missiology is much more of we go out of the U.S., we go somewhere else for a week, we convert them all, and then we come back and share the story and have a big party. <laughs> um, you know, we, we've talked a lot about trying to change that mindset of we need to be looking local, state, national, international, and we need to be intentional, and that all of these things need to be in a discipleship mentality and, and developing those relationships like you're talking about. But even more than that, post-conversion, having that accountability and having that discipleship, which typically we think of local church as, as the place to go. Are you guys looking for churches to connect with? Are you trying to connect the you know new believers with the local church? Are you guys actually looking, you know, really, you guys are almost looking at, at planting churches within some of these microbreweries? You know, where where is the next step on the discipleship missiology train for you guys? You know, are, are you looking for connections with local congregations to be able to, to build these relationships and, and develop the faith of new believers? Or are you guys actually looking at this as 
you know, we, we have a mission field, we have a, an open area and a building already where people are gathering, let, you know, let's do church. Yeah, again, uh, it's a, that's a great question, Andrew. I, um, I would say uh, as far as church partnerships go, uh, we're certainly open to that. Um, we believe there's room for many expressions of the local body of Christ, the local church. And so, um, and we're fans of all, all of the local, I believe in unity, right, of, of believers. And so I, I believe that. Uh, I, as far as partnering, I think it, our best case scenario is a, a like-minded kind of shared DNA uh, with the local church. And so it's probably not a great fit for every local church, but those that, um, uh, like you said, speaking the language right earlier, if, we're, if they're speaking the same language and have that heart, really could care less who gets the credit. And we just really want to see each city, in this particular case, Canton, Stark County, we want to see uh, the gospel saturated, right? So saturate Stark, right? And we can't do it all by ourselves just by going out to some breweries. So uh, but I do believe that there are many uh, people in the local church that um, have sat on the sidelines for a long time that also at go to and enjoy a cold beer once in a while at the local brewery and who already know some of these people. And so it's, it becomes a a pretty simple transition and outlet just to be more intentional. And so in that regard, we want to, we want to have conversations with church leadership to see if it is something that, that fits within, um, you know, what God's given them as vision. But uh, we've been heavily influenced by Stadia and by the Kansas city underground uh, in the microchurch uh, movement, if you will. Um, and so a lot of what we'll do long-term when it comes to seeing the church emerge uh, is going to be in that in that microchurch uh, realm. Awesome. So we are going to take a quick break, and then we are going to come right back because there's a whole nother aspect to what he's doing that most people have already been probably screaming at at us already saying why aren't we talking about this yet (laughs) we're gonna get to it but we want to hear more about the mission and vision before we get into that a little bit more so hang with us we'll be right back after this break hi this is the ministry misfit andrew fouts i'm also the director of digital resources for csrm and the producer of Overwhelming Victory Productions, and today we want to talk a little bit about Anchor FM. Part of our job here at Overwhelming Victory Radio is to provide ministries with easy and affordable ways to create their own media content, and one of these ways is Anchor FM. Anchor is a free one-stop studio with tools to allow you to create a custom podcast experience. They do everything from creation tools, distribution tools, and even marketing tools with ads such as this. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, welcome back. We are still here with Joe Franz of Brew Pastors. And when before we went to break, he was talking about kind of the mission vision of what they've been doing, as well as where they're kind of heading. Um, talking the micro church movement, talking a little bit of church planning, but much more of this evangelistic disciple making, community bridge building type relationships and ministry. Really, it's a, a it's a local mission agency in a way. Um, so, bef- you know, before the break, we we're talking about that. 
Now we want to hear a little bit because we always want to also hear about the methods that you guys are doing. So what what is it that you guys are currently doing, practicing that you've seen effective? What in you know what have been some of the results? Sure, sure. Well, initially the idea was to have people, you know, over time, it's kind of we did kind of a soft launch. You know, people say, Hey, I still have I didn't I didn't know you guys existed, whatever. We didn't do a big, big splash or push, but the, but the initial thought was people will come to the website, they can choose a brewery, they can choose a brew pastor, and they can schedule a one-on-one, you know, meetup or connect. Shout out the website. What is the website? Oh, brewpastors.org. Yeah. Perfect. And that you just hop on there and it's real simple. It just walks you through as easy as one, two, three to connect and meet up with a brew pastor. Um but so originally it was the one-on-one uh, that we feel like and still feel like that's a, the differentiator, right? Um, and so we connected in that way. But what we found over time was as we've begun to meet in groups and we call them brew groups and pretty soon uh, in the new year, we'll have that uh, added to our website. So people will be able to find these groups uh, that are meeting. But uh, what we found is that uh, connecting in the larger group um, people just feel a little bit more comfortable to start. And then from building relationships and having the conversations and maybe digging in, uh, to faith, uh, issues and, and faith conversations, um, people just feel a little bit more comfortable. And so from those groups is where a lot of the one-on-one conversations have then come from. So there's kind of the one-on-one and then there's the brew groups. And then as, as those groups mature, and as, uh, again, we're more intentional about seeing, um, you know, the church in action, right? I mean, having community, uh, being on mission together, um, experiencing worship, and not just worship in the sense of how we often think of it with singing a handful of songs on a Sunday, but really that, that lifestyle of worship, where everything we do, right, is, is you know, for the Lord in, in, in a worshipful way. And so when those three things exist, we really believe that that's the church. And so that's, uh, some people might call it a micro church. Um, right now we're just kind of referred to it as a brew group. Yeah. For myself, I've been a part of one now. Like, so that's how Joe and I first met and became friends. And, uh, I actually looked back through a journal from last year and I was praying for more godly men to, to disciple and be around. And I can really testify that, Joe and others. It's been a great group to get together. And a lot of times we'll meet at a local brewery and um, have kind of a set plan or chapter of the Bible that we're going to go through and just kind of talk about it a little bit. And hey, what's God revealing to you? What's the Holy Spirit sharing with you about certain verse? Um, Sometimes it's a little bit more structured. I shouldn't say structured, but this is maybe some uh, commentary on a certain portion but ultimately it's really a great group of community like joe said of life's tough as it is that's why i kind of talk about the group and so to have people in your corner that are there for you and really that unity of we've got guys of hey falling on a hard time and we try to get surround each other of how can we help each other or maybe it's that one-on-one conversation um so yeah there's been a lot of good things coming out of the the smaller groups no. Yeah. <clears throat> really quick, really quick. I just want to mention, I think it's worth mentioning that. So as, uh, as brew pastors kind of got going, um, we really initially didn't, we had some thoughts about there, maybe there's some groups that gather in breweries, but we, it really had not, you know, crystallized in my mind at least. And so early on, God 
made connections through a variety of people. Uh, and one of those in particular, uh, I found out that there was um, beer and Bible groups that had been meeting in the Northeast Ohio and well beyond area uh, for over a decade. And I was personally at a point where I needed community. I needed to connect. And I was kind of like Brandon. I needed some other folks in my life. And I was just going through a real desert season. And so Brian Ziegler, you know, for years had uh, done this beer and Bible. And I really, I, it was, it was exactly what I needed personally. And then as I was able to be a part of that and be a part of one of those groups, um, it really helped kind of crystallize in my mind what, what our brew groups need to look like, at least to start. I think there'll be a variety of, 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 of uh, you know, ways that it looks, but I think beer and Bible is so simple, you know, and just reading the Bible, enjoying a beer maybe, and, and then letting the Holy spirit guide the conversation and do it, do, do the work. You know, we, we often feel such a tug to do everything perfect and, and all of that, but it's just like, let the Holy spirit work. Now, what, what you're talking about here you know, uh, the the initial idea of, okay, yeah, maybe there's a group of guys coming in doing Bible study here and there. That probably doesn't seem anything intrusive, anything like that. But when when you start talking much more about, you know, really the micro church style of doing things where it's very intentional, it's almost scheduled out as far as when we're going to be there. It's much more of we're we're inviting everybody around us to join in and be a part of this, you know. It, has there been any kind of, you know, good or bad feedback from some of these breweries, um, you know, whether it's the owners, whether it's the staff, as far as here's this group of Christian guys making, you know, making a scene within, within our, within our, our pub, you know, is this something that you, you've experienced where staff is very welcoming, you know, they're great. This is great. We've got customers coming in all the time. Or is it much more of a, hey, are these guys going to cause some trouble for us? Because, um, you know, we unfortunately know the reputation of uh, the American church as far as the, the alcohol industry um, in, in American history. <laughs> you know, 1920s Andy Griffith show, all of that. Um, you know, what, what has been the response? You know, has it been much more of a cheers reaction or a you know what we need to get these guys out of here yeah so boy there was there was a few different questions in there um i would plenty of uh plenty of classic tv references too i wasn't sure how many i could fit in in this yeah that was pretty good it was pretty good you know i would say uh jokingly that it's it's so far it's been more like the cheers uh uh where they're, they're just everybody knows your name right and they're always glad you came type of a thing. So uh, I think for the most part, they've been glad to see us. Yeah, we're bringing them customers, but we're, 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 it's more than that. We're, we're getting to know them. Obviously, if we don't know somebody well, they may have formed an opinion about who we are or what we're up to. But um, we, it's not like we're hiding anything, you know, but we're not, we're not come in there with a, a goal to necessarily um, start a church that's going to meet in a brewery on every Sunday. In fact, um, the church, as you know, it's not a it's not a place. It's not something you go to, and and so um, we may or may not have um, groups that meet 
uh, on a weekly basis in in uh, the brewery and call that a micro church. I, I, I truly believe it's, it's living out, right. It's living that out. And we know that it's still, it's good to gather, right. I know that we should gather and we do, but, um, so, so I think, I think the last, we're still super early in what we're doing. And so we're still figuring it out. I don't want to make it sound like I, I have all the answers or figured out. I think God's going to reveal a whole lot in the, in the days and weeks and years to come. And so we're just trying to be obedient. We're trying to go where we see him at work and just join in with, with what he's already doing. Like I said before, micro breweries are a lot like micro churches. They're just maybe missing that faith component. And so um, to answer your question, though, um, in particular, uh, with this whole thing kind of got started at Shale Brewing uh, in the Canton area, um, North Canton on Whipple, and then eventually... Um, it, it moved out from there. Um, Jeff Joliet, I got to know him as the owner of Shale, um, and he's just been great. Uh, we've kind of ministered to each other and grown in our faith and um, have gotten to know a lot of the staff, uh, certainly at, 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 at a couple of their locations. And so, um, but we've built relationships with other breweries as well. Um, and I don't want to get in there trying to name every name and, and brewery, but um We've also had breweries reach out to us, um, one in particular here, uh, not too far away from the Canton area, uh, re- reached out and said, hey, how do we become a part of the Brew Pastors Network, if you will? And uh, so I went and met with the owner, had a great conversation, and now we've got some new brew pastors coming on in that area who will basically just start hanging out more they already hang out there but they'll start being a little more intentional and they'll be available to the owners the staff the patrons just to just to walk with them through life's challenges and and share faith why why do you think that is that you you know that you now actually are are starting to see saying we want you here what you know what is it about what you're doing that you think is attracting you know these businesses to want to basically, you know, I mean, this would almost be the equivalent of they're they're calling for a chaplain. You know, yeah, why, I, why, why do you, where do you think, what is it about what you guys are doing that is attractive to these guys? Is Because it, it can't just be the business side of it. Because, you know, they, there's plenty of other ways to attract business besides having, you know, somebody that's in there that is wearing a brew pastor shirt and leading a Bible study, you know, what, what is it about what you guys are doing? That's so attractive to, to these businesses. I, I think the thing that's attractive uh, is Jesus, quite honestly. I think um, there's nothing we're doing in particular. Um, I think it's again, going to where God's already at work. Maybe he's already softening some hearts. I know we'll run into folks that aren't, uh, open to what we're doing. They're going to be more closed-minded. Um, we pray for all the breweries in the area on a regular basis. We pray for their owners. Um, you know, we're planting seeds, but really we, I think if I had to sum up, um, I know that's a, a, a really simple way to answer your question, but I would say it's because we care, you know, we, we care and we don't have an agenda. We're not a political group. We're looking to unite rather than divide. And as you know, in today's climate, that's extremely difficult. But I think if there's one thing that can unite people, it's Christ, right? And that's what he wanted to see for his church, 
in general, unity. And so I, I feel like um, we really work hard to uh, to to be people who genuinely care. Um, we don't really have an agenda other than to meet people where they are, begin to know who they are and understand their stories. And then if 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 God opens a door, well, we can speak into it. And we're always going to speak into it uh, through the lens of of being a Christ follower. Yeah, we we do have to ask because we're we're getting down to the the final minutes here, and we we want to make sure you guys do have an event coming up. We want to highlight that as well. But everybody, I'm sure, has been asking this since they first heard what you've been doing. Has how has the church? you know, more of a universal style when we're talking, how has the church responded to uh, a lot of what you are doing? Um, you know, cause the, the idea of alcohol outside of communion mixing with Bible study or mixing with all these different things, depending on where you fall on the denominational map can either be something where it's like, yeah, this is what we do or, what are you doing? You've just completely destroyed your witness. What, what's been the, the church response to all of this? That's a great question. It's a great question. And, um, you know, I've been surprised, uh, to some degree, uh, it, the, there has not been a big, uh, pushback. Um, there's certainly been a few people, uh, and the, and the best way to kind of, uh, maybe it's, I'm less concerned about what all of the maybe church goers or, or, or pastors in the area necessarily think, although I will say many uh, are on board with our, our method um, because we certainly do not promote drunkenness. Um, we believe that's a sin. Um, we know that people mess up and they do have too much and we want to be there for them during those times. We also know people have addictions to alcohol and to other drugs or other things. And so um, we want to be there for them. We want to partner with local nonprofits, with, with local churches that provide, you know, maybe celebrate recoveries or divorce care, grief share, uh, counseling services. And so we meet people where they're at. And so, you know, pretty quickly we can identify if somebody has a problem with alcohol, you know, we don't want to encourage that. Um, but we believe in moderation. It's okay. In fact, you know, I, I, and I, you know, I've read several books and I've done my own study through the Bible that, um, I really believe you, you could land good people could land on either side of that conversation and that's okay. This isn't for everybody. Um, but by and large, um, it has been a non-issue. Um, we've had, so for instance, we set up a, a, a brew pastor's tent. At a, at a local marketplace and we literally had hundreds of people come through and we had really dozens if, if you know of conversations throughout the day and i would say it's probably 80 90 percent positive you know sometimes you get a sideways look i think the naysayers the people that think you know that don't bother to have a conversation with us that don't bother to um uh, you know, want to talk about it and understand who we are and what we're doing and our, how, what our approaches are, um, then they just keep walking, you know, and that's okay. You know, but, but the, there's been so many people come by and say, wow, you know, I should tell so-and-so about this or, you know, and they're talking about people 
in many cases who would never go to our local churches uh, on a Sunday morning. And so there's a now they believe there's maybe there's a way that they could introduce them to some people uh, and have a conversation. And, and by the way, real quick, I just want to mention that it's not you mentioned guys and it is a lot of guys because the craft beer scene is certainly a lot of men. But we do have a, our first lady brew pastor came on board. And this uh, in the future, we, we truly believe uh, to be a full expression of the church. Uh, we want to make sure that we have, uh, you know, a, a good representation of uh, of of uh, the humans in yeah, this was, world. Right? That's great. <laughs> so. you know, I've, I've been at some of those market events and people, I think, sometimes think it's an oxymoron when they see brew pastors. And yeah. And they look at the tent and you can see the confusion stirring in their head. And then Joe said, the ones that actually have a conversation with us, many walk away and say, ah, I get it. I see what they're doing. It's a great idea. And also to back what Joe was saying too, there's also been a lot of good female response back too. of, is there an all female group or a mixed group, which is what Joe's vision is continuing mm -hmm. into 2022. So as we look ahead, Joe, how can listeners support you? I believe there's an upcoming event uh, that would be actually this Friday coming up. So let's talk about that and also any other ways that people can support you afterwards. No, I appreciate that. Uh, we are a 501c3 uh, nonprofit organization, you know, so um, this is all funded uh, through, uh, you know, your generous donations. Uh, I am full-time. I do draw a paycheck now. Uh, just, just started being able to draw a little bit of a paycheck from this. So I'm giving my full-time effort to seeing this uh, come to fruition. Um, and I'm thankful for many of uh, even some of your listeners, I'm sure, are supporting Brew Pastors, and I very, very much appreciate it. Uh, our event coming up, it's on December 10th. So if you're hearing this before then, um, we would love to have you. It's going to be at Shale Brewing Company on Whipple. Um, they're actually, in fact, on the other side of this 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 glass that I'm enjoying this, this beer out of uh, is uh, the Shale Night of Giving. And so it's on December 10th, this Friday. And it's their annual night of giving. And, you know, really because of the relationships that we've built and because of the support that, that we've received, um, they've uh, made us the beneficiary uh, that night of their annual night of giving. And so we're just inviting everybody, friends, family, uh, people who know about brew pastors, people maybe have never even heard of it to come on out, enjoy themselves. Yeah, they can grab a ticket if they want to enjoy the buffet and so forth, or they can just show up. Just show up and we'll have these pint glasses available for 10 bucks. Comes with a beer in it and so they can enjoy that. Uh, we'll have some silent auction items. We'll have some merch. We'll have some of these shirts and some hoodies. And we're just going to have a good time. Uh, Yankee Bravo's playing. Good friend of mine, Benjamin Payne, uh, his band, uh, Yankee Bravo, is going to be uh, jamming some tunes that night. So it's going to be a great night. I hope, I hope people can, can stop by and say hello. That's awesome. Me and my wife will be there. So we'll be out there supporting Joe and everybody and Shale. Um, another question, Joe, real quick, before we wrap up, if somebody is interested about becoming a brew pastor, because like you said, the uh, microbreweries are continually growing and then the need is out there. What can somebody do if they would like to learn more about becoming a brew pastor? Yeah, no, that's awesome, Brandon. Thanks for mentioning that. Um, if you go to brewpastors.org, uh, there's a, a menu item. It's uh, you can click and drop down. It'll say "Become a Brew Pastor," and it's really like a two-question thing. They fill it out. It just kind of lets us know they're interested, and then uh, they'll get another email with really like a five-step process. And so 
you know, we will interview them, talk with them, we'll check references, we'll do a background check. Um, there's several steps that we ask somebody to walk through with us as we get to know them and they get to know us, see if it's a good fit. And uh, if it is, then we'll move forward and welcome them to the team and uh, and just be about the Lord's work. So thanks for asking that. And we would love to, you know, talk with more folks. So um, thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. So we are out of time for today. There is still, if you are listening to this on day of release, there is still time for you to give to the Misfits Tifa partnership giving week, whatever we called it. I don't remember. Giving Tuesday week. Giving Tuesday week of giving. Yeah. Um, go to our buy me a coffee page. You can go to our cash app. Any money that's coming in until tomorrow, Wednesday, December 8th. Um, any money that's coming in will 50% will be going towards Tikva. Speaking of merchandise, our merch store is online. You guys can find shirts, hats, hoodies, whole bunch of different stuff, as well as the Tikva shirt, which 70% of the profits from the Tikva shirt sold goes back to Tikva as well. Um, yeah, we also next week, can you believe it? Next week, we actually have to start doing your 12, challenge. Yeah, the 12 days of misfits is going to be coming up soon. Yes, Andrew and I break out some uh, maybe some Star Wars sweaters. That's right. Yes, as we talk about, as I'd say, we weren't doing any Star Wars scriptures. You must have read the wrong email. Oh, yes, was, yeah, it's yeah, spam mail. Yeah, <laughs> so anyway, be on the lookout for that as well. Um, Joe, thanks for coming on. Go check out his event here this Friday if you are listening on the week of release. It's at the Shale Brewing Company on Whipple here in Canton, Ohio. For the rest of you, we will see you all next week. The Ministry Misfits podcast is a production of Overwhelming Victory Flicks, Overwhelming Victory Radio, and Ministry Misfits Media. Dr. Greg Linville and Andrew Fouts are our executive producers, and Brandon Simmons is associate producer. Our music is provided by Morning Light Music and is titled Rain. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at ministrymisfitmedia at gmail.com or by following at ministrymisfit on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can support Ministry Misfits at anchor.fm forward slash ministry misfits or for F01C3 credit by going to csrm.org forward slash donate and selecting Andrew Fouts in the campaign menu. To learn more about Overwhelming Victory or to listen to our sister podcast, visit overwhelmingvictory.org.